Thank you for joining us today. For more information about our service times, visit okoegt.com. Also, stay in touch with us on social media by liking us on Facebook and following us on Instagram at okoegt. Now let's prepare our hearts as we go into the message. Aren't you thankful to be here today? We conclude our sermon series on the family. The time is now. By the Lord's help, we're going to talk about victory over generational curses. Now, I want to start off with a few little jokes. You know me and my jokes. They don't go over very well. So, But I, I, I got some help. I got it from the Reader's Digest. So, Son says to his father, what's the difference between love and marriage? Father says, love is blind. Marriage is the eye opener. Ah, no, 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 no. Another one. My son wanted to know what it's like to be married. So I told him, leave me alone. And when he did, I asked him why he was ignoring me. <laughs> Hold it right there. Hold it right there. This is bad. It, it, it might get better. The wife, said, uh, <laughs> wife says, do you want dinner? Husband says, sure. What's my choices? She said, yes and no. <laughs> Bear with me. Dad, I've heard that in some parts of the world, a, a man doesn't know his wife until he marries her. And the father replied, son, that's true everywhere. A woman noticed her husband standing on the bathroom scale, sucking in his stomach. She replied, ha, that's not going to help. Sure it does, he said. It's the only way I can see the numbers. Some of you, I mean, I might resemble that, that statement. <laughs> Let's get to the word. The word's a lot better. Amen. Turn with me to uh, Luke's gospel, chapter 4. Luke's gospel, chapter 4, verse 18 and verse 19. And we read out of the New Living Translation. Jesus is attending synagogue, and they ask him to read the scriptures. They hand him the scroll of Isaiah, and he reads this verse. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, and the oppressed will be set free. Can you say amen? The oppressed will be set free. And the time of the Lord's favor has come. The old English, the King James says, the year of Jubilee. The year of Jubilee was the year when all the debts were forgiven. The land reverted back to its original owners and everything was set back in order. Church, I declare to you today, it is a day of victory. Today is a day of freedom. We believe that God is going to set you and your family free. I believe God is going to bring deliverance and total freedom from your past, and God is going to bring deliverance and freedom from the sins of your family. Generational curses, moving past generational curses. Amen. When he was telling that joke, the only thing I could think of was um, 
It's called booty do. <laughs> your tummy sticks out more than your booty do. Apologize. I, I want to apologize. apologize. My mama raised me better than that. <clears throat> Amen. It has been good uh, being able to come and, and join my husband this month for family month. Um, and as we, we look today in the, into the word, we're talking about generational curses and moving beyond generational curses. And if you're writing in your notes, number one is define. We really want each of us to be able to understand uh, better as to what generational curses are and how we can move beyond generational curses. The very first thing that, that, that I want to point out and say is that we totally believe that the cross at Calvary and what Christ did on the cross is sufficient for all of our needs. And we're going to talk more about that. So is it a curse? Is it a curse? Let us think. Let's consider and ask ourselves some questions. Can you think of different things, negative uh, traits or habits that you have in your life that you can see have come down through the generations? Are there things that seemingly have been passed down? Perhaps you can identify some negative patterns um, in, in your family that have come down. Different things such as anger or, you know, like explosive conversations, alcoholism, different addictions that, that can be um, it, within in families, depression, racism, jealousy, fear, abuse. There's a lot of different things that we see, and, and you can look at different families and you see traits that seem to be going from one generation down to the next. It seems that, that um, you know, they're bound by a curse that they just can't seem to shake. You might find yourself struggling with some of those same kinds of sins within your family. But we have good news today. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, the word tells us, by Christ, but Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse of our wrongdoing. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who has hung on a tree. The curse has been destroyed by the power of the Lord. What God did, what, what Jesus did on the cross for us brings us freedom. It breaks those curses. So let's redefine generational curses to a few different uh, things. One, if you're writing in your notes, learned behavior. What it is that you have seen and, and you have learned through you know, your lifetime, and it may not have been explicitly taught, but it was something that you picked up, that you kind of caught as you were, were being raised. This is how a lot of times these negative behaviors are picked up by the modeling that has taken place before us. Even though you know, uh, it wasn't something that might have been explicitly taught, but it's, it's different behaviors that were never challenged by the word of God. It's one of those things where it just seems, well, you know what? We accept it because it is just the way we are. The second thing I want you to consider is a soul tie. A soul tie is an area where you come into agreement with darkness uh, through our disobedience. We 
we, by our behaviors, by our actions, we are coming into agreement and agreeing through our behaviors, and this creates what is called a soul tie. The behavior becomes just really entrenched in our lives, and as we continue to dis, in disobedience and continue that behavior, it, it is going to lead to the, my third point here, is a stronghold. A stronghold. There's an author that describes a stronghold as this. A spiritual stronghold is a mindset impregnated with hopelessness, which causes us to accept as unchangeable situations that we know are contrary to God's word and to the will of God. The enemy always, always works through hopelessness. He wants you to think that the things that you're going through in your life, that it, you just are the way you are and there's no way you're going to change that. You can struggle, you can fight it, but, but he wants you to believe that, that it is hopeless and there is hopelessness in you trying to make any kind of change and break those generational curses. But God works in restoration. God is in the business of restoring, of bringing us to a new place. He is bringing hope into our situations. See, a stronghold deals with the way that we're thinking, the things that we're doing, and the way that we're living. So we have to get in and change those things, things that are contrary to God's will. We need to go about and make those changes to break those strongholds. God's will for all of our lives is for us to live uh, more abundantly. So, so we want to strive to have life more abundant. Let's talk about the answer to breaking and destroying the strongholds of our family, the strongholds in our life, the strongholds that may have been passed down through learned behavior from generation <clears throat> to generation. There are three steps to breaking the strongholds in our life. And the first is this, and it sounds real simple, but it's so powerful and so true. Give your life to Jesus. Give your life to to Jesus. Speak Jesus. We just sung the song, declare Jesus, prophesy the name Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. Write this, Jesus's blood removes all of our sin. When you confess your sins, guess what? The blood of Jesus cleanses you from all unrighteousness. I believe that the answer to moving beyond the strongholds, some call them generational curses, I believe the secret is surrendering your life to Jesus, recognizing there's power in the blood. The old hymn of the church, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Hear me, the blood still is effective. The blood is still powerful. The blood of Jesus will wash away every sin, every curse, and you are free in the name of Jesus. In the book of Galatians chapter 1 verse 4, Galatians 1 verse 4, it says, Jesus gave his life for our sins. Just as God our Father planned in order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live. Notice that phrase. He gave his life 
in order to rescue us. He did not come for you and I to stay in spiritual strongholds. He did not come for you and I to live in bondage, in affliction, in the strongholds of our past. He came to bring freedom and liberty and wholeness to your life. He came to free us. Now turn with me to John's gospel, chapter 8. Because there's two verses here I want you to see. If you have not yet underlined them in your Bible, please if you feel free, do so. John 8, verse 36. If the Son sets you free, you are truly free. Did you get that word? If the Son sets you free, you are truly free. And that, that original language there means totally, completely free. We're going to talk about this in a few minutes. You've got to see yourself, believe the word of God, apply the word of God to your life. This is God's promise spoken over you. Now, go back a couple of verses to verse 32. Jesus declared this, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Notice, you will know truth, the truth, and the truth will set you you free. Most theologians agree that our freedom as Christians is in direct proportion to the knowledge that we put into practice. And it's important that we apply the knowledge that we have gained from the word. We have to apply the word of God to our life. We have to apply the truth of Jesus Christ to our minds, to our heart, to our family circumstances. Don't speak to the bad behavior. Declare the truth over your children. Declare the truth over your home. Declare the truth over your situation. So what must we do? We must daily surrender. Now this sounds simple. And I'm going to be honest, I can package it and I can make it sound easy, but surrendering every day is tough. But if we want to get past the strongholds, if we want to break those generational curses, we want to break that mindset of past generations, then, then we have to daily surrender to the work of the cross. The work of the cross is where Jesus died, where he suffered he was whipped, beaten for you. The sins of the world were laid upon him, and he carried those sins away. He became a curse so that you can walk in freedom. He became a curse so that you no longer be cursed. He became a curse so that you might know and taste and see that the Lord is good. That familiar verse in 2 Corinthians 5.17, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Declare that over your life. You are a new person. When that old behavior tries to creep in, when that old behavior tries to come up, when somebody speaks cursings over you, declare, counteract it by saying, I'm a new person. I'm not the same person I was yesterday. I'm not the same person I was six months ago. I'm not the same person I was two years ago. I've been made new in Christ Jesus. Those things have been broken and destroyed over my life. Walk in the newness of life that's found in Jesus Christ. 
See, the enemy is going to do everything he can try to trip you up. So he'll bring people into your life who will speak to the old person. <laughs> Don't accept it. When somebody speaks negative and brings up that old way you used to live, just counteract it with the truth. I'm new. I'm new. <laughs> I'm, not the old, I'm not the person I was last week. <laughs> I'm a new person today. Daily surrender. It's daily dependence. The atonement, the cross. He died. He was buried. He was risen. Say those three words to yourself. I died with Christ. My old man was buried with him. And now I've been risen with Christ. I died. I was buried. Now I have risen with Christ. How do you, how do you break those strongholds? You do this. Fight your battle with spiritual weapons. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. We must put on, write this, the armor of God. You must clothe yourselves with the armor of God. Ephesians 6, verse 10, a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you may be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. And I love how the New Living Translation puts that all strategies. See, the enemy has a strategy to keep you bound. The enemy has a strategy to keep you looking backwards. The enemy has a strategy to keep you feeling bound and depressed and in bondage because he's always bringing up your past. But when you put on the armor of God, you realize you can withstand and stand against all his strategies in Jesus' name. We're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor. Your battle is not with your neighbor. Your battle is not with flesh and blood. Your battle is with spiritual principalities and powers. So, you have to put on the armor of God. you got to take up the word of God. Look at verse 17. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The word of God is your offensive weapon. The word of God is your sword. you got to learn how to use your sword effectively. Let me tell you how you do it. Real simple. Four things. Write this. Claim the word. So we just read two verses in, in John chapter 8. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Claim it. You're free. The Bible says I'm free. The next verse said, hey, hey, if, the, if uh, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. I know truth. I'm going to be free in the name of Christ. Claim the word. Stand on the word. Confess the word. Write that word confess. We sung the song prophesy. Speak it out. Confess the word of God. When somebody throws a curse at you, when somebody brings up your past, say the word, I'm a new creation. I'm a new creature. I'm new in Christ Jesus. Counteract it by confessing the word, but believe the word. It's not enough to say it. You got to believe it for yourself. You got to believe that God's promises are for you.
God wants to help you move beyond your struggle. Your situation is not hopeless. Choose not to hide in fear. Don't hide in terror. These strongholds shall be overcome. And realize you have the mind of Christ. Write that mind of Christ. You can discern the will of God. You got the mind of Christ. You do have spiritual understanding. You have the mind of Christ. What is the mind of Christ? The mind of Christ is peace, joy, freedom, and obedience. How do you overcome strongholds? You got to regain control over the power of your will. Quit saying, I can't help it, because you now have power over your will in Jesus' name. Our third point, if you're writing in your notes, write the word struggle. Moving past my struggle. So how is it that I'm going to move past my struggle? How is it that I'm going to move past the strongholds of my life? So there's a few things that we need to to do. And first, we need to recognize who your enemy is. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We need to realize who our enemy is. The devil, Satan, wants to do nothing more than kill and destroy you and your family. We need to have that realization and remember, we're not fighting against each other. We're not fighting against situations. We're fighting against our enemy, the devil. The second thing is forgive people who hurt you. I've said it multiple times. We forgive others not because they deserve it, not because they've asked for it, but we, we forgive others because it frees us to be able to move on in our life. It brings life to us. It's what Christ wants us to do is forgive others who have hurt us. And then we need to treat the cause, not the symptoms. So many times we are just treating the symptoms because if I can just get out of this situation, it'll all be better. But we really need to start looking deeper into it, looking for the root cause of what is it that is is causing this to take place. We can treat the symptom, but if all we're treating is the symptom, it's going to come back in another form. One of the things that we need to do is we need to ask ourselves why. Why did, why did I react that way? Why did this take place? And then when you have that answer, you ask why again. And then when you have that answer, you ask why again. And you're going deeper and deeper, and you're finally going to get to those root causes of what is taking place and not just taking care of the symptom. A lot of times we find that, that those root causes are insecurities, our jealousy, our fears that we have in our lives, or, or the lack of value and worthlessness that we may be feeling in situations. The next thing is write the word release. Release the power of love. We need to release the power of God's love within our situations, within our lives. And so many times, you know, in society, we have where where we talk about love and kindness, but we want, you know, society wants to just say, but, but we don't want anything to have to do with God. It's not God's love. It's not God's, but can, can I remind us that that's where the power is? The power is in that biblical agape love where, where he can bring wholeness to us through his love. 
we also need to develop a godly attitude. A godly attitude. Our attitudes are so incredibly important in our situations. The word tells us that, that um, in the scripture, in Matthew 5, 4, it says, in that way, you will be acting as true, uh, true woo, children of your father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. The situations, we're all going to face situations. He's, he's giving good and, and you know, rain to, to the just and the unjust. Things are going to happen. But what's the difference? Our attitudes, if we have godly attitudes, that's what's going to make the difference as we go through situations. Is that going to be something we allow to, to move us and propel us forward? Or is it going to be something that holds us down and keeps us bound. We need to get serious about how we're, you know, what we're doing and what we're going through and allow God to, to give us the attitude that we need to have. We need to have faith and we need to trust God. We think this is so important. Write the word align. Align with God's word. You want to break the strongholds in your life? You want to stay free? Align your life up with the word of God. No, it's not enough to know the word. It's not enough to memorize the word. It's not enough to be able to recite the word. You have to align your life up with the word of God. Align your thoughts. Align your words. And align your deeds, your actions. Let me tell you, when you get your thoughts and your thinking correct, when you get the words you speak correct, because what did Jesus say? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Sometimes we stay in bondage. Sometimes we stay in that stronghold because what's coming out of our mouth are cursings and not blessings. We're speaking to the past. We're speaking to the old man. We've forgotten that we've been made new in Christ. So that means we got to change the way we talk. we got to change the way we speak. And we got to be mindful of these things. Speak life to your situation. Align you yourself with God's words. God says you're an overcomer. Begin to speak like an overcomer. God says he's going to give you victory. Victory over sin, death, hell, and the grave. So how does a person who walks in victory, how do they carry themselves? How... What, what kind of words they speak? You ever notice you've been around entrepreneurs, people that start something out of nothing and they're successful? Their language is different. They talk. They see things differently. Well, it's, it's like that. Whenever you line yourself up with the word of God, you see things differently. You speak differently because you don't speak words of death. You're speaking words of life because Christ has truly made you free. So align with God's word. I think this is so important. Accept God's love. Say, well, pastor, you don't know what I've done. You don't understand where I came from. You don't understand the things. God knows your beginning to end. God loves you. Accept his love. Perfect love cast out all fear. 
Christy talked about this love, this biblical agape love. Understand that God has a a, a agape love toward you. It's a love that confronts. It's a love that chastises. It's a love that corrects to bring wholeness to your life. Accept God's love. Jesus did not come to condemn us, but he came to save us. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his son not to condemn us, but to save us through Jesus Christ. He came to to set us free. If God has cleared you of all charges, Paul said this in Romans 8, who is he that condemns you? Who is he that can bring any kind of charge to God's elect? God's chosen you. Why make yourself better than God? Let me explain that. When you are always condemning yourself, when you're always bringing up your past, you're making yourself greater than God. God's God's set you free. God's forgiven you. God says, I don't condemn you. Now accept my love and walk in it. But you counteract that with all the things you've done. You counteract that with all the negative. You counteract that. But God, but God, listen, receive God's love. Accept God's love. Apply God's love. Somebody's dealing with some actions of your past. You've asked God to forgive you a thousand times. And the spirit of the Lord wants me to tell you, he forgave you the first time. He forgave you the first time. You don't have to keep asking for forgiveness. It's washed away. It's done. You know, sometimes we deal with guilt. But can I tell you that guilt and condemnation comes from the enemy? I love Romans 8 verse 1, there is therefore now, the old English, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. You are free, live in that freedom, accept God's love, apply his love to your life. And become who he's called you to be. you got to walk in obedience. In order to break free from the strongholds in your life and your past, walk in freedom. We must learn to walk in obedience to God's ways. And obedience isn't always easy. But obedience will bring freedom to your life. Walk in obedience to the Lord. In closing... There's an author that wrote and said this, never underestimate God's power to redirect and bless an entire family line for generations to come when we humble ourselves before him, when we confess our sins and we petition him for full redemption. Never underestimate how God can turn your life around, how God can bless not only you, but generations to come, and God is helping you. I want you to hear this, sir. I want you to hear this, ma'am. That curse stops with you. It's not going to pass on to your children. It's not going on. That stronghold's been dealt through the blood of Jesus Christ. The enemy has received a death blow in your life, and you are free in Christ Jesus. 
So rejoice in the Lord. And again I say rejoice. Shout joyfully to the Lord our God for whom the Son makes free is free indeed. Your sons will not deal with the things you dealt with. Your daughters will not deal with that hopelessness that you dealt with because you've been set free. And now the blessings of the Lord to a thousand generations are coming upon you and upon your family, upon your seed, upon your children and your grandchildren. Somebody give God praise for the curse has been broken, been destroyed over your life. You are free indeed. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. The blessings of the Lord are yours. Freedom is yours. Are you ready to quit hiding in fear? Are you ready to defeat hopelessness in your life? Are you ready for God to change your mindset? Are you ready to put on the mind of Christ? By faith, renounce the strongholds in your life. Claim God's word over your family. Claim God's word over your children. Claim God's word over your household. Claim God's word over your finances. Claim God's word over your life. And we'll shout it with the Apostle Paul. Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Oh, wretched man that I am, he said. Who shall deliver me from this body of death? But thank God, the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. I declare to you today, the answer is found in Jesus. The answer is in that name above every name. You got to speak the name. You got to declare the name. Don't believe the lie of the enemy. Don't accept what others say about you. I am a new person in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away. Behold, all things are new. I speak the name Jesus. I declare the name Jesus. I prophesy the name Jesus. I am healed. I am whole. I am free. I'm no longer bound by strongholds. I'm no longer bound by my past, but I'm free in the name of Jesus Christ. I will no longer walk in condemnation and guilt but I'll walk in the freedom that's found in Jesus Christ because he has set me free. Declare the name Jesus. Speak the name Jesus. Sing the name Jesus. Shout it from the rooftops.